You are listening to Oblivion. It is July 24th, 2023. David, uh, I hear you had some wild weather down there uh, this a few days ago. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you can you can tell me the details, but we saw it from afar. We were watching the radar. Uh, weather buffs we are, and uh, we're observing uh, that the derecho. Uh, uh, it's a special type of weather system. It's a straight line wind thing. It looks like a bow shape, and uh, it's a line of thunderstorms. Uh, It'll build up and just kind of through its own energy, it'll push forwards in a bow shape and it'll cover a huge area because they're fairly wide. They're, you know, 100 plus miles wide and and uh, then they can go. It went from Missouri well into uh, Tennessee um, <clears throat> with the winds. So I uh, saw that go through and Nancy saw some... Um, online some reports about wind damage from that and then i guess it was the next morning um uh there was a kind of a training along the same axis that this it kind of went from missouri crossed west kentucky then went into uh, tennessee well that same pattern uh persisted and but it's, it was just rain so it like Rain started training down the same line that this uh, derecho the day before uh, went through. And uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I saw the report that it was almost 12 inches of rain in Mayfield. Um, yeah, Mayfield's a place that really got amber. Mayfield was on the Weather Channel and the National News. Yeah. Well, because they had they had the double disaster story of this is the town that was destroyed by the tornado on my birthday, uh, <laughs> December tenth. Right. By the way, while while we're on that, yeah. um, when uh, the Channel Six, the Paducah local station, covered the uh, Mayfield flood just as it did with the Mayfield tornado. Take a wild guess as to what Channel Six emphasized. <laughs> the church. Uh, wow, uh, your faith, your Christian very faith. Very guess, and, and and you got it right. Yeah, it's all and now this church is you know reopened, and uh, everybody has their faith, and they use their key terms, just like with the the junk science. We got junk journalism. Get these terms out: resiliency, persistence, faith. Mm. Hear that a lot, and <laughs> and while weakling old you, you cowered in the basement. The south, definitely attached to Kentucky, our religious extremist <laughs> Taliban governor, um, <laughs> Taliban. religion to death. Uh, that's all he's done. As a someone with a law degree, he clearly does not observe separation of church and state. Right. He has no problem using his position to promote a religion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's undeniable. You can't refute that. Mm -hmm. And that's wrong. Like the yeah. Constitution specifically says that the state cannot promote religion and it can't promote a religion. Right. It can't mm -hmm. act as a appendage, mm -hmm. as a strong arm of the church. 
can't push ideas. Right? Well, I'm sure he would say, well, we're, I, when I'm including the faith, I mean that everybody was faith, right? That he's, he's not necessarily saying Christian, you know, people Christian. Well, first of all, faith right. is religion. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. That's undeniable. So you're it's yeah. already we've broken down <laughs> right. separation of okay, yeah, church so and state, right? Just to be and, clear. And yeah. The other thing is is it's um it's just a total lie to deny that what Bashir is promoting is Christianity. He talks about his son's baptism. I mean, he regularly makes religious references. He talks about prayer, right? And we know that he is a Christian. I think that he's uh, a, a deacon. We know he's a Christian, and we know Kentucky is uh, a Christian culture. So there's no getting around it at all, right? It's just a blatant disregard for a fundamental aspect of not just our government, but our culture, like how it works and how people think. I'll make up my own mind about all of this. Um, ultimately forlorn, wacky stuff to think about, right? Instead of just dealing, like, when I wake up in the morning, I don't already have enough to think about, right? Here's a day, this is my body, like, I've got to get ready for the day, I've got to eat, I have errands and work to do, there's a this thing called the sky, right? I could look around me, I could see tornadoes and floods, and I could actually think about those things. And so to bring it back to the media, you see this reinforcement of don't think about these things, right? Don't focus on what's right in front of you. Don't focus on nature. Don't focus on the world that you live in and on what's happening and what you're processing through your senses and your emotions. Just believe just have faith just focus on these ideas uh, about religion and they're really talking points and they brought the the lead uh pastor of of whatever church this was in mayfield and it was just one cliche after another that when we see mountains we go over them when we see valleys we go through them like oh wow like this is the <laughs> best we can do in terms of how to approach life and it just but you come can on see, da, come on david the, it, those valleys can, can be hard well, to negotiate right well if real you, steep you then you can get out of control flooded, going down yeah yeah when you're flooded you drown <laughs> right when you're in a valley and it's stop, floods, stop being drown. so negative david you don't drown in valleys <laughs> the facts are on my side when you have major floods and, and yeah. major disasters, right. people die, right? And yeah. and that supposedly is why we have governments and institutions, right? So that we protect ourselves from these things to which all of us are equally vulnerable, right? And, of course, that's another idea that we'll never get. Uh, anywhere, but it's not too hard to see how you have this uh, an yet another extreme weather event, and this talk about you know these these empty, generic, weak cliches. I mean, if you're going to use generic metaphors, you can find 
generic humdrum metaphors that are better than go over the mountain, go through the valley, right? Get it, Dave, because the mountain goes up and the valley's down. And and so that's part of that la-la land that I just want everything to just be over the level and the easy world. the whole time. And it can be because I'm good. And the Christ child is looking over me and making everything. <laughs> Baby Jesus. And making everything pop up. But you can see the the total disconnect between yet another uh, extreme weather disaster, and then the talk immediately goes to religion, right? And cliche metaphorical talk about mountains and valleys. David, right? and David, did um, did God punish you uh, during the event? Uh, tell us what happened, um, as far as what you saw. No, I think. Um, <laughs> I think I think uh, God is is um, uh, well. I, you know who knows what 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 God is is doing. Uh, fortunately, uh, here it's it's a mystery, man. It's a mystery to, to go it, right to, and to go to um, to the uh, back to the tornado. Uh, we we were fortunate. Yeah, the front page of the Murray Ledger and Times. There's a road that's not too far from here, and it might be. Uh, a sixteenth of a mile, mm-hmm. like it's it's right up the street, mm-hmm. and then turn and go south. And uh, I've run this path, and it and there is a point where there's a small hill where it goes down, and there's a creek next to it, mm-hmm. and that was totally flooded. And um. then on the north side of town, we're on the south side. On the north side of town, uh, there was uh, some major flooding. Uh, just north of where the uh, university is and where hmm. the athletic complexes are. Oh. Hmm. Of course, athletic complex, university, basically the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, um, it's a giant parking lot over there for one thing, so I'm sure they have major that's problems. That's a great with, way to describe it. Yeah, like, and of course, that uh, there's a prime example of, of those uh parking lots causing problems with runoff uh which uh instead of absorbing in the ground uh it just goes straight off into the waterways and fills up um, and saturates those yeah and, right exactly. and it's just such a wasteful use of land mm-hmm. right just kill everything pave over it mm-hmm. so that these machines can just sit there and then most of the time it's empty and Americans love it, man. They just they their car is their insulation. Mm-hmm. It is their space capsule. That another way that they can create a barrier between themselves. Did you have any uh, in, uh, wind problems down there? Uh, do you remember any uh, damage? Wind problems? Um, no, I think around here it was it was just the the flooding. Mm-hmm. But I do remember when the rains were coming. Now we're talking about Wednesday, where the big thing was it was it just rain for such a long time. Yeah, there was also a lot of lightning. Like I think hmm. um, an unbelievable amount of, oh, of wow. lightning, just like the constant flashing. <laughs> and uh, there are some pretty big trees uh, in our backyard, <clears throat> and those were um, uh, bending uh, pretty good. Hmm. Uh, but still, we didn't have the kind of severe wind that they had um, mm-hmm. west and north of here, yeah. where the real brunt of that 
derecho mm-hmm. wind happened. Right. And then here's another thing. That's where my folks live. Is Speaking that the, of derecho, part of the county. if I'm not mistaken, it would have been not that long ago, maybe a month, when one of those derechos uh, basically exploded and tore through uh, Illinois, right, north of, of, of here. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like it— um, it came came through uh, Illinois, and I think in northern and central Illinois, a lot of damage, power lines down, flooding. But the same thing where there's a line of storms, and it it builds all of this energy, and uh, and kind of moves as as one consolidated storm mass, and then at the, you know the center of it has gets the 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 most of the the energy and so it's out ahead of everything else and it's plowing down and um uh wreaking havoc <laughs> yeah wreaking the havoc there uh, was a tornado in uh, in north carolina a place called rocky mount and uh i have uh, friends who used to live there so i've been in <clears throat> rocky mount it's about two um two hours from the coast Mm. Um, and so there have been these outbreaks of storms, but of course the, the real story for this summer, and it's kind of, it's really incredible for the duration right. of it is this insane heat. David, it's worldwide. Spreading from the uh, Southwest now going into the Midwest, uh, basically coming all the way uh, to the fringe of, of uh, West Kentucky getting into Tennessee. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, the heat uh, wave, I was just looking at this above average heat in the U.S. is forecast to shift east, so um, get ready for some, uh, finally get some hot days. It's been, uh, uh, unlike much of the south, uh, it's been uh, quite the cool summer, uh, but... Um, that's going to change here, David, and of course it's worldwide, like I was saying. That, and you look at these graphs of the uh, global temperature, and it's just off the charts. It's so scary. It's like all the other temperatures are, you know, you've got a, a line from, uh, imagine, from the uh, left to the right, and it's got the, you know, the up and down of the temperature, the global temperature, and you see a bunch of lines. It's got every line of every year they've measured it, which is probably at least 50 years. Um, and I guess to a certain extent for over 100 years, they've had uh, uh, data on global temperature averages. And uh, this year it's just off the charts and started off way above average and, and it's just been you know uh the peak is way above it so it's just it's it's quite the it's the nightmare uh coming to uh hand i think in a uh, showing that the irregularities can be unbelievably extreme and uh, uh strange things may happen in a short uh, period of time right right destabilization is not a stable variable right when you see something being destabilized you should look at it as a constant, mm-hmm. right? And that's been, and I've said this um, recently, but in previous podcasts, that the, that the predictions for climate change 
are uh, are both uh, correct in terms of this is actually materializing, right? But they're also hedged far too much because they think that the rate at which the change is is happening is going to be a constant when what you see is is an, is an unraveling, right? And so what I've said is that it's climate change is going to go from from an incremental change to exponential change, right? Because it the the more it keeps changing, the more it's going to feed on itself like a vicious spiral. One example is the more the globe warms, the more the ice melts, right? <laughs> Am I right? That's so, right, man. When the ice melts, that also warms things because ice is cold, right? Right. And when it melts, that also means it's getting warmer. Yeah, and that's another thing that's a good thing you mentioned that concurrent with this temperature, uh, extreme temperature, global temperature event, there's a global ocean temperature event uh, occurring. Right, and then that changes the currents. And the combination of salinity and fresh water, right? And then that affects the jet stream, right? All of which um, uh, totally throws off what we humans have known since we've kept records of the climate and and really just uh, in, intuitively before that in terms of just what we expect that the weather is going to do um it's it's just totally uh making it obsolete right like this this the the way that you've come to live and understand the weather is basically uh gone um right and you you but, you but, said of you said that july is the possibly the hottest in a hundred thousand years that that emphasizes that peak that I was telling you about on the charts. I mean, uh, just it was off the right. charts, man. So it could be the the, the hottest. Will, will it, David? Will it be the new normal? The the the, this, the, the hottest uh, month ever, right? And of course, because it doesn't have anything to do with custom, and it doesn't have anything to do with fitting in, the people are not going to do anything about it. Um, before I forget this, I just want to mention, because I have this image in my mind, another thing that, that has really stood out to me is when the ice melts, especially around the, the poles... When the ice the, melts! The, the, the Arctic and, the, um, and then down in Antarctica, the, all of that ice concentrated at, at the poles reflects the sunlight, right? So when the planet warms, the ice melts, that contributes to the warming, and then you don't have the, the, the ice reflecting the sunlight. Not, not all of it, of course, but, but some of it, that act, which that acts as another uh, regulator, right, of the planet's temperature. But it just shows 
how completely shallow human beings are that they would want to mess with this and all this talk about God and God's wonderful creation and how blessed we are and and our morality for these moral creatures, caring creatures, all of it is just totally gone. I mean, what you really have in a human being is a is an animal that conforms, right? And that is really only interested in its own self-aggrandizement and self-preservation. And it doesn't care that there is a larger world that it lives in. And it refuses to think that what happens to other people will also happen to it, whether it's one day you'll die or natural disasters affect everyone. People are not going to believe that because they're number one. They're tougher. They're better. They're resilient. It's the stuff that you hear from Channel 6. And I know that you could say, well, the the media is to blame because it conditions people to to think in such a way it's run by the corporate profit motive, but um, the people don't have to listen to this, right? I mean, it, it is possible. There's more than one channel on. There's also the option of just not watching television or not watching it in the way that most people do, which is it's all they do, and right? And it's the primary influence on them. Right. And they and they don't question it. And how come they don't question it, Dave? Because they look to the left and they look to the right and nobody else is questioning anything. Right, it's right. all empty talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what the human being does, because you were talking about how it's going on all, all over the world. And I remember seeing that there's this extreme heat in uh, Italy, this extreme heat in, in Greece. Mm-hmm. And they Greece has like these monster fires. And um, I've always held Europe in in a, a bit of, of of esteem as a as a more liberal, enlightened place. But I don't hear anybody in in I don't hear the Dutch prime minister or anybody in in Germany or France, England, I, any of these places, uh, Switzerland. What are they saying? I'm not hearing a word. European Union. <laughs> Right, the Republican Party of Europe. I'm not hearing a word out of these people about we've got to stop using fossil fuels. Jay Inslee, the governor of of Washington, the first American politician, any person of prominence that has said we have to stop using fossil fuels. And in the theme of the message that's repeated is the message. I read that one time, it's appeared one time, and I've not heard it mentioned again, and I've not heard anyone, and can you believe this? Can you believe this? Labor Camp Andy (laughs) hasn't said the same thing. He's not come out and said we have to stop using fossil fuels, just like he hasn't said we have to get rid of guns, 
after someone who he <laughs> claims was one of his best friends uh, got his brains blown out in another one of these mass shootings. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, that one, that one really puzzles me. You think that you would attribute uh, uh, the guns as being a major <laughs> a major influence in that situation, but uh, I guess he just had to pray about it and hope that that would help. Uh, right, or but but here's another uh, explanation, right? Which is that Bashir is a phony, yeah. right? Just like, and I'm saying this really about human beings, hmm. right? That it's that's one of the ways that the creature evolved was to learn to project this persona, right? This this public image, right? To appear to be something at a certain time, right, versus to actually be these virtuous things or at least aspire to work in the direction of being these virtuous things. Yeah. Right? No, like you just go through the motions, faith, prayer, let's pray on it. I mean, let's talk about just the, 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 the hardcore, <clears throat> yeah, you're, far right, you're, fascist things that Bashir has said right after the flooding in eastern Kentucky, which I think happened about this time a year ago. I think it was July of 2022. If I'm not mistaken. Um, that'd be interesting to look at because you could talk about like Mayfield now and the flooding in 22. But after that happened. And, of course, this would have just been six months after the Mayfield tornado. And that wasn't the only <laughs> tornado, right? The, there was another one that demolished Bowling Green and, and came about 30 miles uh, south of Murray, Edwardsville. I mean, there was an outbreak. And these were powerful tornadoes. It wasn't just the, the one that hit in, in Mayfield. And what does Bashir say? Now, whether this is climate change or not, I can't say. Well, now, who says that? Besides yeah, why would you even a, say that? <laughs> a dingbat, goose-stepping Nazi. <laughs> like, how can you call yourself a liberal or a Democrat and rationalize or excuse that kind of talk? Oh, I know how you can do that, because the only thing you spend your time talking about is Donald Trump and how bad he is. And that's the only thing you ever talk about. And so anybody else that's acting like a jackass gets a free pass. <laughs> Right? And that's the way that the people contribute to the uh, the doldrums and the stagnation of the political system, right? Is that they just, they won't pay attention to it. They spend all their time on empty talk. So we have the n denial of climate change. We have a refusal to, uh, to oppose guns and to demand uh, getting rid of guns and a complete overhaul of our gun laws mm -hmm. uh and then of course there's the two timing uh prohibitionist uh sham medical marijuana uh con job that bashir pulled on the people pretending to actually be in favor of it only so that he could turn around and collaborate with the republicans to basically completely keep it illegal because if you can't smoke pot, it's just totally illegal, whether you can say that you can get THC in some form. And in those three things alone, man, you're talking about a far right, 
hardcore conservative. And that's yet another point that, that has to be made. This shows you why the Democrats are a, a broken, completely dysfunctional, disorganized organization, right? How can the same organization have both someone like Jay Inslee and Andy Bashir? right? There's no way those two things can be compatible. And of course, the, the dorky uh, neoliberal will say, we're an inclusive party. We're, we pitch a big 10. Everybody's welcome to him. We want to get along with everybody. And it's like, well, but you can't do that. Right. You may as well not. You may as well, well be saying we shouldn't have yeah, any if, parties if, at if all. If you have no values and uh, <laughs> um, sure. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? You want to get right. along. Well, it's and, a personality cult. The Democrats is a party for closet conservatives. <laughs> right. People who, in terms of their appearance and personality, aren't hardcore conservatives. Right. Whereas the Republicans there is no pretense of not being a conservative. Right. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, this is not much of a transition really. Um, uh, unlike that, we've got something wholesome to talk about. Uh, uh, something that's um, taken the world by storm. Uh, blockbuster Barbie. Uh, now I don't really watch TV, so I can only imagine how bombarded with bar- uh, Barbie you are by watching TV. Uh, I was getting it; uh, <laughs> it was like a, a smoke. It was part of the haze. It was the, the Barbie, uh, and also the Barbie uh, slash Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, duo. bombardment <laughs> is the is the uh, yeah. is the word radiated. It's, in- it's interesting how after the pandemic. This, you know, La La Land uh, blockbuster uh, culture so clearly stands out as propaganda, right? Whereas before the pandemic, you have these blockbusters, summer hits, the big movie, the big film, and you see this all the time, and and it's, uh, you you don't uh, really think about it. Right. But but three years of, you know, no one's really going to be going to the movies. And and um, plus you have the uh, the trend toward uh, streaming and other ways of watching films and people just aren't going out that much. Um, now you you really see it. And, and you're right. You especially see it with Barbie. And it's just like, good God. What is this like? Is this is this really uh, this amazing? I like guess yeah. it's, it's a movie. Like, okay, <laughs> so what? It's a it's summertime. There are movies on. Like that. Well, da- David, like, wow, it's I mean, it's see- this female groundbreaking female um, progressive, right. I guess, um, tied directly to uh, selling insurance. Yeah. Well, it was also, also, yeah, I guess it's also the car. I saw, I happened to see one of Barbie in a car. So they're linked in with some kind of uh, a Chevy or something. Um, And uh, yeah, so you got to have the, the mobile and uh, this is just good fun, David. I mean, 
Why are you being so critical? I mean, it's it's the Barbie car that everybody put Ken and Barbie in and, and rolled around the room, David. There's nothing sinister about this. This is good, wholesome entertainment. Boats against the current ceaselessly toward the past, right? I mean, you people get through the pandemic. There's no remorse. There's no reflection. They just want to go straight back to what they were doing. Right? They had they had three years to discover other aspects of life. Right? Other ways to live, other things to do. And what do they do? They spend all their time on Facebook eagerly waiting for when they could go backward back to what they had been doing. Now that's progress. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's right. A, and that's a, uh, like if you want to, that's a really good point because the, it's one thing to see the, the backwardness of the past. And, I really think that our uh, that pop culture at this point has has beaten to death the whole gender role thing, right? Like we get it. There have been no end of of movies done that show women in the non traditional, non uh, homemaker Betty Crocker. Uh, 1950s housewife. I mean, there's G.I. Jane, Thelma and Louise. I mean, tons of of shows, television shows where you know women are cops and doctors, lawyers. Um, I mean, even uh, uh, Murder She Wrote, one of the most successful television shows ever. Like the female is a main uh, character and, and a, a detective. Then you could go further from that back. To, you've got uh, Miss Marple from Agatha Christie. And that's, you know, early uh, 20th century. Anyway, it's, it's easy to see the, the prejudice, the backwardness of the past, right? This idea that, you know, women aren't also persons, right? As you once put it, that they basically only exist to breed. Um, that that we can see that, but can you see the the backwardness of the present day, right? Can you see your own backwardness in the moment and the here and now? Because if you can't do that. You're not any better than these people were in the past. It's just that you're backward and bigoted in a different way. You know, backwardness is not identical over time. And the, you know, the, the backwardness is uh, clinging to doing the same things all the time over and over and never doing anything else. Right. Living in la la land going to the movies, just running with the herd, going along with whatever 
spectacle is shoved in your face. Uh, same thing with, with sports and certainly with overuse of the internet and social media. Like people just spend, especially younger people, all they do is spend time on the internet. They're always looking at their phone they or they have headphones I on. I just don't know about these kids these days. Or they're looking at a, a laptop. And, and that's interesting because th- that's a totally different, what you might call a generation gap dynamic than what it was, say, between our generation and our parents' generation, right? Like right. teenagers in the 70s and 80s who grew up with parents who were born in the 30s and 40s, right? Where that rock and roll and partying, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is something that the younger generation is open-minded to, right? And the parents' generation is horrified of it and absolutely hates it. Yeah, I wonder if are Barbie and Ken going to smoke dope in this Barbie movie, man? (laughs) Well, if you ask me, the the whole movie is already on acid. Because if you've seen the the whole pastel look at it, it's it's very surreal and colorful. Which, Which I will say, to the extent that I find anything likable about it, the way that it looks does seem amusing. Right? Yeah. Like it's um Yeah, sure. It may be on its own a decent comedy or whatever. On the on the whole, there's the the everything about it just repels me and, and just seems bizarre, right? And and especially what seems bizarre is what a big deal everybody's making over it. But again, I say I attribute this to the backwardness of it. Like, what can we do as Americans? Now, let's talk about the movies and everything's great. Look at how great this is. This is coming out. And well, and David, you, I also believe what a great job. This per- this person's amazing performance. Go see this. Another star. A star is born. Well, a th- big hit. Yeah, I, I, hey, I, I'm uh, pretty. I'm pretty sure what's occurred here. Uh, why it's just unprecedented, it seems, is that the entire um, media industry has chipped into this to um, put a smokescreen over the uh, actors and writer strikes that are on that are ongoing. And so it's been like uh, before it used to be, you know, pretty much Warner Brothers would be the one uh, that would be paying for all that. Right. And the other medias wouldn't be promoting uh the other one's film but i think now they're all promoting uh you know across the board they're promoting it just to like drown out any talk about uh strike and rb um, blockbuster bombardment (laughs) i got the title (laughs) barbie blockbuster bombardment now that's a that's a mouthful I think that you're right. I think it's um, and it's reinforcement of the status quo with the media that you you don't ever want people to start. It, this gets all the way back to the counterculture, right? You the lesson learned from the counterculture is you don't ever want people to start thinking differently. You don't ever want people to start questioning things or to watch the television and to think about and to question what they were looking at instead of just 
this is what you do. You watch television, you spend time on Facebook, you go to the movies, and you you live in this uh, perpetual la-la land. And art is, is not meant to be a permanent escape Right. If anything, I think art is is meant as a deeper immersion into what is real. Right. To, to whether you're really focusing on nature or you're focusing on your own imagination, right? And the way that you look at what is real. Because you could say this obsession with movies and media. Um, is really a lack of imagination, right? Or the the people's own willing war against its own imagination. I am against my own imagination. <laughs> I am a grown up. <laughs> I don't have an imagination. You know, so I will absorb whatever is shoved in my face. Like a wild dog being thrown a piece of raw meat. Well, um, soon the uh, strike. And, I, I got to get this in too. I, I I know I'm kind of on a roll, so thank you for bearing with me. But but I think you'll appreciate this. It's it's the conformity, right? Like getting into the movies, spending time on on Facebook is a great way to just blend in and fit in and to be popular, right? If everybody else is uh, if everybody else is talking about Barbie and going to the movies and all of that, um, you can do that too, right? That's a great way to fit in and be popular, right? Whereas if you started talking about why are we still using fossil fuels? Why do I want to get in a car and use gas and oil to go to the movies? And why am I supposed to be so excited about this when it's something that I've done? I mean, how many movies have I seen? How many times have I gone to a movie theater? Like thousands. Like, right. doesn't it ever get old? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, uh, if you start well, talking I, like that, you may not you may not get laid. <laughs> Well, you're not going to sell many tickets with that kind of attitude, David. After all, is that what Ken and Barbie do? I mean, do they do they talk about ideas? You know, do they go way out there? And- you, David, you put them in the little car and you drive them up to the drive-in, and they watch the movie at the drive-in. I also just thought of, thought of this now. This idea that you know Barbie. Is, is like the latest uh, feminine film or, or female film, or it presents like a female mm-hmm. view. Feminist sort of, uh, feminist light, you know. Right, so... Th- third wave if, feminist or something. If, if, we're, if we're thinking about the idea of inclusion, um, I mean, isn't, isn't this like representing... The, the female as a this one like monolithic thing 
I mean, this, how many women are there in the United States alone? Like if half, about half the people are women, isn't this like around 175 million women? And they're all the same person. <laughs> they all have the same mind. Yeah, you know, we're, Agatha Christie. We're all talking, we're all sisters, David. Agatha Christie was talking about Miss Marple. I mean, she's a great writer because she's a great mystery writer, right? Not mm. because she offered a feminist perspective, right? She was a good writer. By the way, I have to interrupt myself uh, to go back to our original topic. In just the last two minutes, it's uh, suddenly gotten very dark. Dun, dun, dun. Seeing all the Dun, dun, dun. Trees start to Whoa. bend and uh oh. Yep. Yeah, it's bearing down. See, God is smiting you finally, David. Um, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I know, man. That whole punishment thing. You gotta, you gotta oh, yeah, be there, careful. There Uh-oh, is a right when I said the word <laughs> punishment, the wind really kicked up. <laughs> yeah, there is a line of storms, although uh it's not showing severe, so I think it'll be all right. Might get a little rain. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, I'm because I'm not hearing any thunder. Um, it th- doesn't have the feel of of anything mm-hmm. severe coming mm-hmm. in. No alarms are going off. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, speaking of 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 strikes, uh, of course, there's the very bizarre actors strike of course because it's like these um well there's a prejudice there you see a lot of beautiful people right because um um especially the stars are uh, uh are on the picket line and uh many of them are being vocal uh about it um i don't know if you're seeing that in the media if the media is like you know having the actors talk about their union and being on strike have you seen that on tv or have they shut that kind of stuff out no that's 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 been that's been covered oh really um although now that you now that you mention it um it was covered um a lot when it started right yeah, but you're not really hearing that much about it now Mm -hmm. so and especially especially because of the barbie uh oppenheimer uh, right, that smoke screen. R- rope-a-dope. Uh, <clears throat> right, you always have to, you also, ha- you always right. have to uh, get things back to the way that they were very quickly. And so any disruption is immediately remorphed back into the mold. But a looming strike is UPS. They're, um, August 1st is when... Uh, for the critical date is uh, so I think it's going to be um, August 1st, 2nd uh, <laughs> uh, UPS is going to be going on strike, it will be the uh, uh, biggest uh, largest strike in history um, I guess it's millions of people um, oh the UPS <clears throat> strike yeah, yeah the UPS strike that. Yeah, and, uh, and one of the workers had a really good line uh, she said, um, the, the stuff doesn't go anywhere unless we move it. You know, we're the ones that move it. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't go anywhere. 
So, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I'm sure you're not, uh, have you been seeing much coverage of that uh, uh, looming strike or on the mainstream uh, well, media? It was, the, it was on uh, last night. Oh, yeah. I say it was, it was in the news uh, last night, so. Uh-huh. Did like 60 Minutes have something about it or? No, just uh, the different. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the local news had had it on, and hmm. uh, it was on. It was on the national news. No, oh, hey. So, yeah, uh, those uh, were they being fair about it? I mean, did it, um, they seem to be? Uh, did they have any substance to the reports? Or well, it was the usual uh, uh, agnostic. Mm-hmm. Reporting. I mean, mm-hmm. they they focused on the workers and they focused on uh, the the union leader and spokesman, and they they let them uh, speak and and they they didn't in any way um, twist it to uh, give it a, a pro business take. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I would say that the, thus far, I mean, the, the coverage of, of the, and it's not, it's a looming strike. It's not that they're on strike yet. Right. But, yeah. um, won't be yeah. long. Won't be long here. I, the, I there's no sign. The the, there's no sign that been, it's going to be, um, uh, you know, uh, that the negotiations are going to succeed before that time. So they're still very far apart, David. But I, I don't think in this situation uh, Biden can step in and break the strike like he did with the uh, rail strike. So, uh, oh, that's a great connection. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if the Democrats, if you know, start going against the workers. If you know, there's the economic problems. You know, I'm, I'm sure the Democratic leadership will be like, you know, start criticizing the workers because this is harming. You know. Uh, well, I, I don't. Doubt I, that I, I, pre- all... I predict that uh, is going to happen. Uh, I, I would. I eventually. would uh, endorse that that prediction. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. There's already uh, talk all over the place about how you don't want to see UPS go on strike at the same time you've got SAG-AFTRA going on strike, right? Because now you've got two major strikes going on right and then that's how people can start to think differently right that 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 could be the beginning of a change in the culture of a kind of uh a, an awakening right people yeah. wow this is bullshit <laughs> you know i you know if, if we don't work like nobody gets anything. Like we don't have to live like this. Right. We can it make reminds me of the uh, mm-hmm. the guy that had worked at the Olive Garden since 1982 and had never <laughs> gotten a raise. Right. And when the when the pandemic hit, uh, he finally just quit because he was like, "Do I really want to go into this restaurant and get really sick and maybe die?" And he was like, "No." And it kind of began to. Uh, Don on him, yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit! Like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um. So, I don't know. Um. While we're on it, I mean, I tend to think that all of this, as it always does, will kind of fizzle out. 
right? That hmm. SAG-AFTRA, they'll reach some sort of an agreement and it really won't be much better than the way things were. But, you know, everybody will want to, I've just, I've got to get my face back up in the spotlight and I've got to get back to work. And, and uh, I would imagine that UPS strike won't ever materialize and it'll be another one of these will give you a little bit more right which is uh, unfortunate because if if a strike or the threat of a strike only results in a you need the change to be proportional right like there's no point of going on strike if what you're going to agree to is a is not proportional to what your needs are and what the imbalance and the unfairness is. And of course, the, for that to happen, there would have to be a drastic change, right? And one of the good points that you've always made, uh, Dave, is how we, we should have 50-50 ownership of everything, right? Like, why should the the owners own everything. The workers own nothing. No, no, no. Like we work like we own half of everything. We own half of it. 50, 50. And that's how it should be. You can't have a business without workers. You can't have work without workers. You can't have work without labor. Why in the world should the people doing the work, not have any say in how the work is done. Why the hierarchy, right? Like, why should it be hierarchical? And you have this elite owner class that just needs other people to do its work for it. Wage slavery. Workers of the world unite. Unite. Workers of the world unite. Hey, uh, uh, little announcement. Uh, uh, David Miller is going to be on uh, vacation next week. He's going to Michigan. Uh, I'll wow. be gone for a week, so uh, we'll be back that... Uh, let me look at the calendar. We'll be back on the 8th. Is that right? Sounds right. So, all right, man. Take us on out and have a good week while we're up in the great far north. Well, right on, man. Uh, I I, uh, I certainly will, and, and, and you do the same. So, uh Workers of the world, unite before you are bombarded by the Barbie blockbuster. For my vacationing colleague, David Vernon Miller, this is Dr. David W. Overby, and you've been listening to The Oblivion Podcast.